is near, the mission's clear It's later than we think Before you slip into the night You'll want something to drink Steal away before dawn And bring us back the news If you get it primal soon Please wipe it from your shoes Just then a portal pirate scores the evening with his crime In sanctuary bugs deprived a monkey of its style A dust and rose that clogged my nose before I could play twice Spikes got death bubbled up, I gave some last advice The flesh from Satan's dogs will make the rudiments of gruel To dump those carrots from your pain, you worthless swampy fool Demented me with fire I drifted where the current shows I float upon my back If it chance a new slime by head Stuff it in my sack Soon I felt a bubble form Somewhere below my skin But with any spot of hedgehog I removed the force within then removed a man and caused him by the stir The angry mob responded by taking turns and grabbing her The foggy caverns must have grime appeared within my palm I snatched Rick's foot, scraping off with deadly icy calm I had taken soup and used her like a rag To mop the slime from where the slug had slithered with the bag In summing up the mortal scenes, a little bit obscure But give the director a serpent deflector A mug rat detector, a ribbon deflector A cushion convector, a picture of nectar A viral sector, a hormone collector And welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with my friend Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Yeah, we're off, to, we're off to a good start. Happy 24 to you, my friend. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Okay. What, a, what a good week, though. I, I just, there was something about last week. There was a little something for everybody, <laughs> I thought. You know, the gift that keeps on giving. Right. right. It, it went from it went from we've achieved a soft landing. That was the headline, I think, going into the holiday to we've arrived at, at soft landing island to, I don't know, like Monday we turned into uh, maybe not. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on away from the markets. I It's like I'm starting to lose interest in the thing. I, I it, it, Rhetorically, you know, why did I say it's had such a good week? Well, I was delighted to see what a stellar year Nancy Pelosi had putting up, according to this source, a 65% return. Um, spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> that even beats 
the um, pseudo returns of the Greenwich Capital Proprietary Trading Group. Pseudo. But the, the, the question I have uh, for you being uh, a generation younger is where do I cross the line between um, pointing out things which are obviously wrong and becoming just the angry old man shouting at clouds? Um, I think you have established a yourself in a position where you can never cross the line into angry old man because of your resume and gravitas. Okay. okay. So you have okay. a, you get a pass so you can say right. what you want. And, and okay. unless you, unless you're really off the reservation, which you rarely are, except for yeah. that one time when you were like harassing the insurance companies about the crypto, I thought you might've, I thought you might've yeah. gone so far. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was passionate about that. I know, yeah. I know, and I applaud that. Uh, but and I, and I apologize, but that was just one example that I could think of where we might have gone into, like, entered the realm of angry guys barking up a tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. but no, yeah. you get a pass. So go on, go on. Well, thank you. No, I, I just, uh, you know, I was kind of reflecting, as you pointed out. You know, it was our third anniversary, mm -hmm. and um, uh. I know uh, I was, I'm sure you were incredibly proud to have the um, introduction of the new class of platinum subscribers, which somebody pointed out, it's tougher to become a platinum subscriber than a Goldman Sachs partner. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious to see why that right. would be, right, um, right. you know, but um, I was sort of reflecting back on how the 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 show initially started this is even before um your involvement with it if um if i may so um a couple of years ago leslie harris sends me this newsletter um the macro tourist from kevin muir and he says what do you think and i read it and it's it's pretty good and Leslie says, well, they 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 also have like a podcast. So I go and I watch the podcast and um, it's uh, Kevin and Patrick drinking beers and uh, the produced by Lena. And I, and I thought it was pretty good. So I had just come off a consulting gig working on um, billions for the network. And I said, you know you should take a look at this podcast because I think there may be something in there. And they look at it and they did some studies. They showed it to different groups. And what they came away with was they felt there would be a niche market in America, but that it needed to be Americans and it needed to be a little grittier. The, the problem with the Patrick and Kevin being Canadian, they're a little too nice and they, they didn't think that would work as well. Um, so we agreed to uh, start to throw some ideas around, um, got some writers together and um, then we needed to find out who was going to play your role. And um uh, Ted Shaker and I one day were um, hanging around New York City and we picked up a couple of tickets to see um, To Kill a Mockingbird with Jeff Daniels. And um, Jeff was sick that day. And um, people don't know this, but you were the understudy for Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. And you killed it. And so after the show, Ted said, I think this might be might, might be your guy. So we we brought you in for a table read, and the chemistry was obviously there. There were a couple of problems. Um, one was we needed to get a voice coach for you because being a man of letters. We we you your voice wasn't gritty enough, so you had to work on that. But the hardest part is being a method actor. Right. You needed six months 
to learn and take the CFA type stuff to Stop get up to speed. Yeah. yeah. So exa exactly, exactly. But um, you know, it all came together, and 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 here we are. So I'm delighted that, that we've renewed our contract for another year with a one-year option at the option of the network. Uh, I think two more years. I I think that'll be about time. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, we're well, not going to sign. We're not signing a ten-year contract. We're going to we'll take it two by two, and we'll see. But I feel like after two years, two more years, that'll be five years. Mm -hmm. I think we'll both be ready to yeah to move on. I I know your real love is the stage, right? And um, back to Broadway. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta play to your strengths. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, delighted we got the contract negotiated. Um, delighted to see how well Nancy did. Um, the uh, uh, you had pointed out to me that Bobo's fund had a down year, which you know, um, they still get the fees though, which, I was is, say. which yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah, Duke and Duke always get the commissions. Um, so, uh just feel terrible about that. Just in case it ever comes up in combination, uh, Bobo is not the brains of that operation. It's that kid, um, Rokos, Chris Rokos. I I had uh, a chance to speak with him a few times, meet with him a couple of times. And um, I, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, uh, but I, I got on with him pretty well. And he's the brains there. Everyone else plays second fiddle. Interesting. Uh, so the fact that he's not with Bobo and then Bobo can't put any money up doesn't doesn't surprise me. Um, just one man's opinion. Uh, but, um, you know, so when we, we talk about the old men shouting a clouds thing, you know, I, I wonder... So Nancy's clearly completely removed from reality. So she's comfortable enough to make all this money trading her personal account. Meanwhile, without being too vulgar, there are a plethora of pictures of just people shitting on the streets in San Francisco. I, I you know, I, that's not a healthy thing. You know, you, you, there's this thing called cholera. Yeah. If that gets going, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Uh, people thought COVID was bad. That <laughs> cholera, that'll, it still sound like a pun, but that'll leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, one thing I noticed, um, I was looking at the uh, the rate structure, uh, and um, again, sometimes I have reasons why things make sense to me. Sometimes I don't, but they just kind of show up. And yep. and I was looking at that the the two year note closed at a four thirty eight, and. Uh, I think we mentioned at the end or during last week's podcast how there are a number of Fed easings priced in. And if we don't get those or the rate of them comes, it could change the market structure. Uh, and and that's, that's still the case. You alluded to a somewhat stronger uh, payroll number. Uh, and, um, I, you know, I, I think... Quite often, we've talked about the spurious nature of these economic releases. And again, I think people keep trying to force the round peg in the square hole. Like, they think life's back to normal. And in, and in a lot of ways, it is, right? You, 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 things seem to be moving along, but 
the economy, like the weather, it goes in long cycles. And I do think it's going to take a while longer before we have a real clear sense of you know normal GDP growth and employment. And because keep in mind, you had this so many moving parts. And I didn't scrutinize the employment data um, to the extent I normally do. But as we talk about here almost weekly, you've had food inflation, which while the prices may no longer be going up, although they may be, if you listen to the blind squirrel, who I think is bullish on the grains, um, uh, even if the if prices don't go up, they're still higher and they haven't come down, right? And people got to eat. And so you're forcing people uh, back into the labor force because they they need to make enough money to um, to pay for the pay for the food, right? And uh, so I think that's going to have. Uh, a funny effect on these payroll statistics. What I like about, uh, you know, now a, a four and three ace two-year note is you're not really getting penalized for waiting around to see what happens, right? We can debate what the inflation rate is and everyone's inflation rate is different, okay? Based on your consumption. Uh, I would say my inflation rate is is unchanged, you know, and you may say yours is up eight percent because you got kids to feed and yeah, so forth, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm not confident enough in the direction of the the economy. I still. Uh, still buy into this Lacey Hunt thing. I don't see any reason to change that view. But um, what I wanted to mention that kind of struck me this week, which was a bit different, is while I look at, as I said, the, the four and three ace yield on the two-year note, that feels very comfortable to me. You know, if you if you've got a two or three percent inflation rate, <clears throat> whatever number you want, you pick. I don't care. Four and three eighths is higher than the inflation rate, so you're not losing purchasing power in that respect. Um, but when I look at the long bond, which now is at a four twenty, four twenty is a mythical number in many cultures. In the long area, it doesn't hold any significance to me other than uh, it just feels a little low. I, 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 you know, for instance, I could easily see a four and a half percent long bond. I, I don't really see a three and a half percent long bond. How come? I, 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 I wish I could answer that. I, I got it. I got it. You feel it. You feel it. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it puts me in a little bit of a uh, personal uh, conflict. First of all, because it's all about me, right? I mean, this is about. about, you know, my. Number uh, one. But uh, I think. Uh, I think I've made it pretty clear. I kind of liked owning the longer dated securities and uh, they have performed some better than gold, some not. Nothing's performed as well as Bitcoin. Apples, uh, oranges, pears, okay? Yeah, oh my. Uh, so... You know, when I look at a 420 long bond, the stuff I own, I don't own the long bond. I'll own, you know, that uh, bespoke municipal paper, which again, we perseverate, stay away. Uh, 
But, um, I, you know, I, I, part of me wants to lighten up because I'm at a very low cash percentage right now. But um, I decided to take the weekend off and think about it and have a chat with you and, and wait, wait and see. I, I did have uh, an equity epiphany, which um, if you may allow me to share with you, Please, please. Uh, so uh, we had a lovely uh, New Year's here. Um, the bulk of the family was around. And um, uh, seeing as uh, fish is now verboten in the Sachs house, see how long that lasts. <laughs> uh, the music being played uh, was uh, from a playlist of one of the kids. And I didn't recognize the song. And so youngest daughter says, hey, Siri, what song is this? And it, it struck me that I remember a year or two ago, there was this app called Shazam. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, keeping in mind, I'm an old Luddite. Uh, you know, I thought that was magic, right? Totally. But, but now, instead of going to Shazam, youngest daughter just goes to the iPhone. And the iPhone Siri thing gives, gives us the answer, right? So I bring this up because I noticed a similarity. So back in the day, when Bloomberg started, the you know the ubiquitous terminals, um, it was one price. You got the whole thing. It was not a a la carte menu. You got it or you didn't. The only variance would be if you wanted live feeds, you'd have to pay exchange fees. If somebody had a newsletter and you wanted on your Bloomberg. But basically, the, the whole thing was one price fits all. And it was expensive. It, it was a couple grand a terminal. And, um, but for me, it was, it was, it made my career, frankly, without that thing. I mean, you saw my handwritten notes. I mean, how, how are you going to make all that money with a legal pad and blue pens, right? Yeah. But, um, there was a, uh, around that time, there was a company that had a charting package. Now, you know what I'm talking about, charting. It's like they draw the lines and the Fibonacci and the... Yeah, crayons, construction paper. It, exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. But this company uh, that did this, and I think they did a pretty good job at it. It was called Aspen Graphics. And that plus or minus was about the same amount of money a month as the as the Bloomberg was. So um, what Bloomberg did was he went out or they went out and they copied what Aspen Graphics was doing. Now, the first, second, third iteration of what they put up there was was crap. But by the end of the year, yep. it was dead solid perfect. And within another year, Aspen Graphics was out of business because Bloomberg didn't charge anymore. It was part of the package, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you know, you're pretty aware Bloomberg's gone on to great things. So I've um, heard. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I'm a little bit late to the game on this. But I had this epiphany uh, about how Apple goes out and there's this great software called Shazam. And uh, it was investigated by our research team and apparently Apple just bought them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what I realized, or I, I've come to the opinion is Apple is just going to mimic 
the Bloomberg situation, where anytime somebody comes up with something that's new or better, they're either going to buy it or they're going to copy it. And the most recent example to me are their headphones. So, you know, I like that kind of thing. And I'll be the first one to admit, you know, they're ugly as the day is long. The 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 carrying case they give you looks like a lady's purse. Mm -hmm. um, so I won't leave the house with them. Mm -hmm. But um, acoustically, they're an 11 in right. my view. Right. So that's just another example. So how long before they decide they're going to build a car? Uh, it's coming. Right. Oh, it's and, coming. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Just imagine whatever. And, and so one of the things I noted, because we, as you know, are and have been Tesla owners, and I've been an Apple product person for an unlimited amount of time. The Tesla customer service sucks hard. Now okay. talk about Apple customer service. Couldn't be better. Yeah. Can I, come, can I come in and get my phone fixed? Sure. Hey, how about we give you a new phone? Okay, I'll see, yeah. you the, I'll see you at the mall in 10 minutes. Oh, you can't make it to the mall? It'll be at your door tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, compared to Elon Musk stole my deposit when I tried to cancel. I've never, you know, never get the money back. Don't give a shit about anything. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so what am I getting at? I mean, I've owned Apple a couple of times. I've fucked that thing up more than all my other mistakes combined. But I don't know how that company just doesn't keep steamrolling everybody from now till infinity. It's a cash cow. You picked a wonderful week to to have, to have this epiphany. All the, the three, they've had the worst week in the three years we've done the show. They were off 6% this week. So man, you, you picked good hey, time. Well, you want to you wanna buy them? You know, it's like hamburger. You like hamburger? The price of hamburger goes down. You can yeah. buy more hamburger. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, uh, I just got a pox on me with that thing. Number but, one, it's the number one of my thirteen. Just so, just so you know. <laughs> the number one of my thirteen stocks. Okay. It's your largest holding. Yeah. Forever. I'm sorry. Forever. <laughs> well, you know, they. They've had a couple of transitions, right? And they've managed to to keep it going. I, they have a pile so, of they have a pile of cash bigger than you. Okay. <laughs> don't tell Cheryl. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, th that's not an official recommendation, but I, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I know. Th this is where. You know, Leslie's great and I suck because, like, I think it's great. Okay. And the fact that the price went down, don't care. Doesn't yeah. matter. Right. Yeah. But I can't just buy it and say, oh, it's going to go up. Oh, no, right. I, I have to figure out, well, what's it worth? Well, now we're into the like, who the fuck knows? Right. I can look at a two year note. Mm -hmm. I can say, well, the Fed funds are here. And if the two-year note's here, then tens twos should be there. And I, I mean, and people say, why are bonds so hard? I'm like, I, I don't, hard? How, how could they not be easier? Black and white, you have a time frame. You have a, you know, you oh got a time frame. God. There's no story. If China, in, dude, what if, what if China invading Taiwan does still concern me? Like, yeah holding apple like you know china plays a role in, in everything apple does um and if, if china starts bullying taiwan that that's that's on my global macro concern list um that that, that hasn't hasn't been getting well, headlines lately uh due to the other 
hot spots in the world. But I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of this, but directly north of our um, uh, western mm -hmm. uh, lo location compound yeah. and, and directly south of our compound, they're building chip plants. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how, you know, I know they make a lot of chips in Taiwan. But they can make stuff elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm not throwing Taiwan under the bus, but I don't have a dog in that that hunt. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm a little bit emotionally attached to the Middle East situation, which, by the way, yes, why I had such a great week. Those idiots are fucking killing each other. What, what better thing than hearing about the... Uh, I don't even want to use names to offend someone, but one group of bad guys blew up another group of bad guys who were at a bad guy's um, funeral. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What a bunch of fucking morons. I know. What, talk about putting yourself in a situation to fail. Let's get all the bad guys in one place at one time yeah. where everyone knows they're going to be. So... Um, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any comment on Bill? Bill taking down the Harvard. Bill was Bill. I told you he's been working on this for a while, and he and finally, dude. Business Insider. Let me say this: Business Insider is is a clown show for starters, so that you can start with that. So Business Insider is not. I, that's the National Enquirer on Twitter. That's what Business Insider is to me. So the fact that they're gonna take a shot at Bill Ackman's wife and the way that they did it, if Bill's telling the truth, and I think Bill's Bill ain't lying on this. Bill said that they sent him an email at 520 Friday after sundown. Bill says he's having Shabbat conveniently. Um, and they said five, exactly. It's, it's, you know, like wink, wink, you know, he said, yeah. he says 520. I get an email. Okay. That I'm not answering that. They're going to run a story at seven o'clock and they ran the story that's bogus. And he was, so he was like, you know, that that's unfair, which if, 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 if true, it's shitty and slimy. Um, and then they pointed out some, I'm doing air quotes here, some plagiarism, some incidents of plagiarism in a 300 page thesis that like was had the correct citations and like was like we're talking about missing some some actual quotes in the paper. And Bill was like, OK, so first of all, his um, wife, his wife gave an awesome answer. All right. Then Rich Handler comes to the defense and Rich says, look, this is beneath you, Bloomberg. Stop running this shit, which I I, I I have to be honest with you. I'm a little disappointed in Rich. He didn't, Rich didn't need, you know, Bill's a big boy. Okay. And when I woke up this morning, thank God, I was so happy. Um, the first thing I saw was whatever Ackman's wife's name is, it's like she apologizes. They just, that's a quote. She apologizes that for her mistakes. Now, marks, okay. Something I don't know, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, now Bill is taking it upon himself that he's going to. It's like Leslie would say, "Go find another wall to bang your head against." Really, he's making progress on this wall, though. He he's cracked and gotten through the first layer of the wall. He got rid of the Harvard Prez, and now he's he opened up his machine gun on MIT and anyone else that wants it. So I. I'm 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 honest. Like I love it. I I love what he's doing. I love that he's doing it. I, I nobody, it. nobody else is doing it. Okay, he's got the ball. He's got the bully pulpit. He's got the microphone. I I, I applaud him. I don't think it's I don't think it's beneath him. If I was a Pershing Square board member, I'd be like Bill, come home and and get and, and calm down. But if Bill can do what he's want. He's a big boy. Yeah, I I know one of your tenants is. You like to create an environment where we can chat and not let the outside world, you know, upset us as that. But I, I do think this is a unique situation. And we've touched on this well before the uh, plagiarism thing has come up. And that is the cost of college education has exploded. 
And as Bill pointed out, you ha either have to be extraordinarily rich or extraordinarily poor to go to college. And, uh, and if you're in the middle, you get hamstrung with the student loan debt that my understanding is you can't get rid of it through bankruptcy. So you, you can't wipe it away. So you're, it's like herpes and luggage. You, you have it with you for the rest of your life, right? And I go on some of these campuses and they have built magnificent buildings, okay? But let me speak from some experience. I have two degrees in accounting and in graduate school, I taught accounting. I was a teaching assistant and in our setup, you know, I taught financial accounting per semester and I taught cost accounting per semester. And you know what I needed? I needed some chalk and a blackboard and some chairs and some students to sit and listen. I didn't need a $50 million amphitheater multimedia yeah you know with the you know microphones so everyone in the back could hear me like if someone in the back can hear me couldn't hear me they wave their hand and i talk a little louder yeah. and, and so you look at again being a free market guy a little hard for me to say this but when you look at the top 10 universities and the amount of money they have in these endowment and the funds okay it's billions and billions of dollars. Now, that money has been donated by people, which is their right, okay? Um, but again, as I mentioned, average working guys, including you and I, we subsidize that because those people who make those donations, okay, get a tax break. Yep. And I don't think that's right. I mean, it's the law. It's it's the same thing when people complain about Trump not paying taxes because he used the, the real estate laws to his advantage. I mean, hey, when I donate money, I take a tax deduction for it as well. My donations, in my view, don't go to education. They go to, you know, research things which are going to help mm -hmm. the general public. And, uh, you know, I, again, angry old man shouting in the clouds, but I do think the higher education thing, the, one could make an argument, you might want to turn this into more of a public utility. I, I, I had an idea a couple of years ago um, where, and it, it, this actually got done, I think in a way, um, you know, uh, Cheryl is very bright and she does a lot of learning on her own. And so apparently, and if I get this wrong, I apologize, but I seem to recall she read a book about Richard Feynman, Feynman famous physicist. And I read the book too. He was like a fucking wacko guy, but he was a genius. And he, I think he taught at MIT. And they videoed many of his lectures. And Cheryl went through like the whole lecture series. And I came up with the idea. And of course, like most of my ideas, I did nothing about them because I'm incredibly lazy and undisciplined. But I said, why doesn't... MIT offer uh, a degree program where they tape, you know, Econ 101 and take the whole tape the whole series, okay, and you pay for it, but tuition for the year is call it five hundred dollars, okay, and you watch the videos and they give you the tests and you can take the tests online. And if you go through the four-year program, you get a degree. And the degree's got an asterisk on it. And it said, this was an at-home degree from MIT. Mm -hmm. 
But they have software now where you can take a test. They can tell if you're cheating. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. So instead of somebody spending 30, 40, 50 grand a year to go to MIT, you can do that. But why not make that available to somebody who doesn't have the means? Now, if you have the, the degree because you were there and you get the diploma, that's great. The fact that someone else gets a degree and it has an asterisk on it, it doesn't take anything away from what you did. It doesn't demean what they did, but it makes it more accessible. And I, I, you know, there must be a reason why they haven't done this, because it seems pretty obvious. Um, and and so I would be very much in favor of uh, restructuring these things and make it make it affordable for people. When I went to college, it. it well, well, graduate school, first of all, not only was it free, they paid us. Cheryl yeah. and I bought no tuition, free, yeah. and we got paid. My four years of college, uh, which I took student loans out, okay, uh, I don't know. It couldn't have been 15000 bucks for the for the whole shooting match. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. And gun to my head, I, I, I would say it was might have been half that. Yeah, I believe. And how it. do you how how do normal people and so I don't know the rest of the stuff with the politics. I don't even think like we need to go there. Like you want to be an idiot, yeah, that's on you. But you know, having the public subsidize these grandiose structures. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've you've been to my house. We've sat at my dining room table, and I've explained things, and you learned. And there have been other people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, understand, it's a mansion in Greenwich, but still less than building a new building. At, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Right, we'll see what happens with with that. Wait until wait until you find out that they pay their football coaches ten million dollars a year. Wait until you find that out, okay? Wait until you find out that the state school, okay? Like let's say let's use Texas, okay? Like let's I bet the University University of Texas or LSU, I bet those guys pay the football coach. I bet the football coach is the number one highest paid state employee. Because he's getting paid for, you know, or whatever, state employee like that. Yeah, I, I believe the football coach in Texas and Louisiana, okay, the university's highest paid faculty member, okay? Think about if you've been teaching accounting at, at, at Texas for 25 years and you're making 125 grand and then they bring in the football coach who's never taught a kid anything and they're going to pay him 10 million bucks a year, all right? Well, I, I can speak to this a little bit because, you know, um, the Sachs family has a very good athletic gene pool, as you know, right? And uh, all three daughters were varsity fencers at a Big Ten mm -hmm. university school. And so when we were getting the tours, they took us through the locker rooms. Oh, yeah. And holy fuck, it was nicer than... Two thirds of the country clubs. Oh yeah, and the weight room, the locker room. These kids had boxes of Nike shoes. They might have had six, eight boxes of shoes just sitting there. You know, um, <laughs> doing the laundry. They have you know the the masseuse, and you need um, a special tutor. Like if you're a football player and you can't do math, they'll just get you a math guy. No problem. Yeah. And probably for the really good football guys, they don't even get them a tutor. They just take the test for them. Yeah. It's like, why, why go through the charade? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 
Um, but it is, uh, it, it, in a lot of ways to me, and this, this is the suspension of disbelief. I believe it goes back to a couple of examples. One is when you have no financial discipline amongst the people lead, leading the country. So the people are in Washington are enriching themselves by making decisions which benefit people, which may or may not be the best in the best public interest. So they're violating a fiduciary responsibility. And then you have former presidents flying around with, um, so let's give the guy, let's give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Let's say Bill Clinton was on that airplane, I don't know, dozens of times. I, whatever the number is, the number is. I'll, I will accept whatever conventional wisdom. Okay. And let's say he didn't do one thing wrong. Let's say he got on the plane, he had a nice conversation, okay. But by then, everybody knew Epstein had a problem, okay. Do you think it's appropriate? Well, let me ask you another question. Would Amy let you travel with Jeffrey Epstein you to a private island? You can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> well, that's that's my point. And and like Dershowitz, you know, it's like even this, Stephen Hawking. I I gotta applaud that guy. I'll tell you what he he gets a pass, right? <laughs> I think he I think he gets. Could you just admit? A little lower, please. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I, I prefer not to. Thank you. Um, yeah. So even in the best of circumstances, let's say Dershowitz uh, goes. Yeah. Let's, let's just work through this in the best of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. He goes, okay, and they roof him. Yeah. So he's lying in a room, and they set him up, and they, okay. But the point is, he should not have been there in the first place. Bingo. Larry Summers, what is Larry Summers doing there? And I mean, I can't speak Bill Gates. For, Bill Gates. You know, there's this thing in, um, I don't know whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous or drug rehab, but they say people, places, and things. Interesting. Okay. So, if you have a drinking problem, you're supposed to stay away from people who drink. You're supposed to stay away from people where they serve alcohol. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, you know, I, I would think that's incredibly bad judgment by all of these people. And uh, now the country has really turned more from innocent until proven guilty to guilty until proven innocent. And then you take a guy like Bill Clinton, who is notorious for being a philanderer. And uh, I guess Bill Gates, when you start scratching beneath the surface, is not a great guy. Um, you know, they... It, they broke the law. They they broke the law, and that's um, well documented. I mean, are, are we gonna are we gonna like the same thing with Pelosi? Now maybe she didn't break the law. Okay, and she probably didn't. But we need to change the laws. Yeah. So, I I did want to come back again because this is about me. Um, so I made reference to having a check stolen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, is as you know, I, I let my mind wander with some of these things, and so um, as of now, um, Bank of New York Mellon, the largest clearing bank in the world, has basically said "fuck you" to me. Yeah, 
Yeah. They sent me an affidavit that I'm supposed to send to American Express for them to say they never got the check. Meanwhile, I showed you the check. It was clearly deposited. Okay. American Express has basically said, fuck you. We don't do that thing. So in the interim, I'm out, what, 2400 bucks. which by the way, right now, best 2400 bucks I've ever spent, right? But it, it, it led me to thinking, which I do from time to time. And I've mentioned how in the past, I've focused on certain things about repo and repo in a crisis and how repo is collateralized, which during the financial crisis became a very big deal. So this is an area that's lightly traveled and even those who travel it don't understand. So um, I've started going down a rabbit hole which I invite people to think about, which is this. So I don't know if anyone picked up on my little joke last week, but I gave a couple of Q-sips, wondering if anyone would recognize that. And of course, I was a little disappointed, gang. Nobody mentioned that. But I followed that uh, Gedanken experiment, that thought test. What happens if I woke up and... I look and all of my holdings, which are at Bank of New York Mellon, were gone. Well, I've come to conclude I'm fucked. Yeah, you're in a jam. It, 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 it's not this simple because everyone goes to bed thinking my money's safe because it's insured by SIPC and the FDIC. Okay. It's insured if your broker-dealer goes bankrupt. Mm -hmm. It clearly states it's not covered in the event of theft. Now, I have minimal legal training, but I assume the process would go like this. If I wake up and my securities are gone without my authority, and the Bank of New York pulls the same thing they're doing with this check and says, you know, fuck you. Well, I would sue my broker for failure to safeguard my assets. And I would win. And the broker would go out of business. And then the FDIC and SIPC would step in and reimburse me. Okay. That's going to take 18 months to two years. I'm going to have to pay a lawyer, right? And uh, there's going to be a lot of sleepless nights wondering how that fucking thing is going to work out. So, uh, you know, I invite, we, we have a broad reach of listeners, and I'd like people to think about that because my first inclination when they told me to go suck on my check was, well, what I got to move my security somewhere. But I realized I, there's, it's the same law everywhere. No one's any different. And I'm a little sympathetic to my contact points at these firms because, you know, the people, you know, when I worked at the big bulge bracket, the, 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 the one-on-one contact is fantastic. The, the small brokerage house I use now the people are delightful. They're excellent. They're good at their job. But when the clearing bank says, go fuck yourself, they can't do anything. And and so I, I think this is one of these little areas that, you know, it's not like 20 years ago. You got people hacking shit left and right and stuff goes missing. How are you going to, how are you going to track it down? How are you going to reimburse? And I, I don't really, I mean, Gary Gensler, does does he give you any confidence? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, Stop. you know, Maxine Waters. Stop, please. I, I just, I, I'm not going to worry about it because I have enough real estate that if they steal all my money, uh, you know, I'll just raise the rent on the 
on mm -hmm. the widows and orphans. Um, I'd prefer not to have to do that, but right, right. no, but I, I mean, and I think that is a very, to me, a very interesting question about how does that work? And I know one thing, no one I'm going to be able to talk to at these firms is either going to know or I can rely on them, right? Because they work for the firm. It's mm -hmm. a serial relationship. Yeah, naturally. So what we'll see, you know, I, I'd i like someone else to pick up the... Sorry? Go ahead, go ahead. I, I'd like someone to pick up the ball on this because I'm getting a little tired of doing all the heavy lifting. And as it was pointed out, the show has gotten so popular, the staff that we have to pay, I just, it's it's getting to be quite the burden. But I think it, uh, somebody should get a law firm and go out and and, and run that test. You know, we, we talked about, you may not remember this, but years ago, uh, there were these municipal bonds called the J.C. Bradfords. And when they were issued, they fucked up the legal documentation. And then there became a question of whether they were taxable or not. And while that question was unresolved, they beat the living shit out of these things. So I went out on my own and hired a lawyer and we reviewed it. And they came back and said, they're never, the IRS is never going to tell you you're good, but we think you're good. Okay. And it didn't cost me a lot of money. It couldn't have been 10,000 bucks. And we made millions on it because, you know, the, the bonds, people came to realize the bonds are going to be money good. This is a slightly different situation, but I, I do feel like somebody needs to contact an expert in securities law and explain how that's going to go. Because it ain't going to be like Silicon Valley Bank where you wake up and the next day you got an, a, another passbook with your name on it. Yep. No, you're going to wake up and there's going to be nothing. And your broker, no one's going to be there to pick the phone up. Is, is it paranoid? Well, I'll just answer it like this. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't out to get you. Yep. And I mean, how many billions of dollars, I don't know, there's an answer, but how many billions of dollars have been stolen out of the Bitcoin stuff? Dude, I got a bunch, before we go to the Bitcoin, I've got a, I got a bunch of emails from people relaying an identical story that you told with, with four times like a $10,000 check that somebody's parents got ripped off and they got stuck with it where they went to the same thing where the check was fraudulently cashed and the same thing, the bank gave them the runaround. Yeah. yeah. I got a bunch of emails like being like this happened to my parents too. You know, what would be nice if they, if people like that would tell us the names of the banks. Yeah. And I'd like to, yeah. um, I'd yeah. like to give them maybe at the end of every show, we have a, a roll of shame. You know, when we, we roll the credits and it shows yeah. all yeah. The, the cameramen yeah. and the gaffers and the best yeah. boys and the assistant to Mr. Allen. And so, I don't know. I got a big kick out of uh, my Monday morning inbox. Um, <laughs> I got an email from Dr. Slock and the headline says, there's no substitute for the U.S. Treasury market. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, this meme stuff that we've been getting from our yeah. platinum members. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've had this much fun with my clothes on in a long time. Dude, you had some two winners. The Dr. Slock memes this week were winners, okay? The 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 medieval painting with the guy looking over his shoulder. <laughs> Little... I had one other idea. Can I throw it out there? Um, if you don't mind. So I've been itching at this one for a while. I have no way. I actually I don't. Not that I don't have any way. I just don't have the energy to do this. But you know that great debate about who talks more, men or women. Okay. Okay. So 
I want somebody to create an app that you put on your phone, okay? And when you sit down and have a conversation with somebody, you, you, you start the app and you just surreptitiously put the phone down. And at the end of the conversation, you just put your phone away. And then when you go home, the app can identify, you know, yeah. not the name necessarily the person, but, you know, person number one, person number two, person number three. And then they talk about what percentage of the conversation that person commanded. I would love, I mean, how great would that be? Oh, dude, I have my daughter. You want to talk about nature and nurture? Okay. My, my daughter does not stop talking, dude. She's if she's awake for 13 hours in the day, she's talking for 12 and a half hours. Okay. No, I'm not exaggerating. And you can't, and I can't dissuade it. I can't be like, shut up. Okay. In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, like we've been, you know. And I'm so I, I can't win. I've given short answers. I've given the longest winded answers with the biggest words I can put in there to try to bore her or stump her. And she's just like, okay, yeah, but what about the, dude, it's a, we drove that trip from Florida. Okay. That trip, that was a 20 hour drive, 18 hours of it were spent in conversation with my four-year-old daughter. Okay. It makes my wife insane. She's like, she's like the two of you just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the two of you, she was blaming you. Yeah, cause, yeah, well, yeah, because I you know, like it's it's, it's the chicken of the egg. Like she's like, she's like, maybe if you shut up, she'll <laughs> that's always such a great way to smooth marital relationships right, when right. one sees maybe if you just shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, well, I tried, then she asked me a question. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> I think we just need to extend these podcasts to two hours just so we don't have to go into the real world. Really? So. But I, my uh, internal clock is going off. I don't You're right. know. You're right on time. You're right on time. Thank you to all the people that wrote the nice emails. I got a, I got a lot of nice uh, New Year emails from... Dude, the husband, I got a husband and wife that wrote in. Like, they listen as a couple. It's just astounding that they love the two-year. Um, so all the people, all the Inside Baseball cast and Red on the Day and Platinum Sombrero and the Blind Squirrel, all those people that are in constant contact that we consider the Ibwok family. Just have a great, it's nice to hear from you all. It's been a, it's been a three years of pleasure, and we're looking forward to another one. Um Week in, week out, every day, every week, we're like, ah, maybe we won't do it this week. And then Friday rolls around and, okay, I'll see you at 11 Sunday morning. <laughs> it beats therapy. Yeah, I know. It's a lot cheaper than therapy. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, you heard the boat. You heard the man. Load the boat on Apple. Morris likes Apple. <laughs> 2024. The 2024. Hot tip. Okay. <laughs> at the high. Yeah. At the, the guy who passed on it, it's seven. <laughs> Apple is, rec is recommending it. I mean, what do you think that is split adjusted? 700? Uh, ask Leslie. I bet Leslie's been in it since the beginning. <laughs> he he, uh, <laughs> if I just listened to Leslie and Uncle Mark, <laughs> it would have been a whole lot easier than trying to be mr figure shit out it's you just should have just bought the s p 500 you had a great year 25 percent, 27 percent, 28 percent. i've so cheryl has one of her friends here who is our webmistress and she has uh um some money that she saved over the years and She's a creative type. She's not a financial type. No, no disparagement. Some people have it. Some people yeah, sure. don't, right? Lovely human being. And uh, she bought herself uh, a new car. Not a new new car, but a new car for her. And it's really, really nice. And she's delighted in it. And she had mentioned how she has this much money in her uh account and i said have, do, have you looked at your account and she says i you know i don't really not really 
I said, because I'll bet you your account went up so much that you effectively got a free car. Bingo, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know that she believes me. Right, right, right. But, you know, yeah. that's the thing about math. Um, anyway, it's great to see you. All right, my friend. And um, have a healthy new year and just try not to get sued. Yeah, pray for snow. I don't know. There's, there might be a snowstorm on the East Coast. Um but there's just it's it doesn't feel like winter. It's just cold and gray. And I I, I hope there's just a, a bang up snowstorm this week. Um, and thank you for Anthony Peters for getting back again. He, he comes right back and he mentions us in his first note. But it's good to have have him back writing notes. Um, yeah, he's going on holiday though, so All we're right. gonna be without him. But he, you know, he needs a break like everybody else. I have a private line with him too, so I, I get my. Ah. Well, you artistic types. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah yeah all right buddy you take care of yourself i'll see you soon bye